Welcome to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast, where we talk about family and consumer sciences education. Each episode is geared to support, recruit, and retain the professional FCS educator. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I want to boldly celebrate with you today, families and careers. Hi, and welcome back to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Today's amazing guest is Dr. Carol Warhan. And she is going to be talking about the alphabet soup of FCS organizations in the United States. So Dr. Warhan has a PhD in philosophy. She is also the FCS teacher at Purdue University, as well as the program coordinator of family consumer sciences education at Purdue. Now I'm going to tell you the list of organizations that she is a part of. She is on the board of directors of FCCLA. She is the co-chair of FCS Alliance in Indiana, co-chair of FCS Alliance, the VP of FCS Division in ACTE. She was the director at large for AAFCS, and she is now the Indiana affiliate president. Dr. Carol Warhan loves to cook. She loves to dine out, especially now that we are now able to start eating out (laughs) due to COVID. And she used to and will resume when able travel. So Dr. Carol, thank you so much for joining. And (laughs) let's have some fun. Let's talk about the alphabet soup of FCS organizations. Thanks, Barbara. It can be really confusing to those new in the profession of family and consumer sciences, but even those of us that have been around for a while, there are so many organizations and sometimes it gets confusing on which ones do I need to join? Which ones do what? What do I get out of that? So maybe we can give people some food for thought about which vegetables they want in their soup. Isn't that? Yes. Well, I just know from being uh, within the newer the newer generation of teachers, just within a, a new recruit of four years going on into five ne- this coming year, is there's so much. And let's talk about acronyms for a minute. How many acronyms does education have? I think it is the worst <laughs> in using acronyms. We're making acronyms just because it feels like. Yes, there are a lot of acronyms, and sometimes it can make things uh, easier to remember with an acronym, and sometimes it just seems overwhelming. One of our initiatives for family and consumer sciences that doesn't really have an acronym but has words is the Say Yes to FCS campaign, which was a campaign that we received grant money from the more letters, USDA, although we all kind of know it's USDA, don't we? But it's from the FCS section of the USDA, and it was to spend money on recruiting, preparing, and supporting FCS educators. And I know many of us listen to your podcast while we're in the car, but this is a website people need to remember. It is www.fcsed.net. And this website was developed as part of the, the end work of this Say Yes to FCS grant that has so many resources. 
It has resources for high school teachers, middle school teachers, extension educators, things you can use in your classroom, things for you personally uh, as a as a teacher for professional development. And so I highly encourage your listeners that if they haven't bookmarked www.fcsed.net, that is a that is a website you want to have available to you to be able to use. I absolutely agree with you there because I use the fcsed.net website quite frequently just to kind of see what else, what are they doing and how can I kind of come alongside alongside the website to help one, get ideas for podcast interviews and or solos and how to better recruit and support and retain our educators because there's so much of what we don't know. Yes. And there's a lot of links to our other organizations found within this website because the Say Yes to FCS campaign was supported by all the FCS organizations, kind of like and friends and family and allies. Mm-hmm. So there's lots that's gone into this. And you know, you can go, you can start there and then branch out to all the other resources that you might want to use as a, a an educator a teacher educator, or an extension educator. Yes. And I have to say, one of my mentors when I was going through my master's program was uh, Dr. Karen Berg, and she was a part of that campaign. Yes. And we're getting ready to wrap it up, I believe, this year or next. I, I think they gave us an extension due to COVID, but we're hopeful that once again, a group will get together, write that grant, and once again, uh, get an extension for that. Oh, well, if you love to write grants, have we ever got a grant writing program for you? <laughs> <laughs> so when we think about the FCS alphabet soup, we know we have several organizations that support FCS educators, teacher educators, and extension. But I thought I might focus particularly on those that that are about the secondary educator and the university educator. And one um, that I would bring up is the Association for Career and Technical Education, ACTE. I am currently, as you mentioned, the vice president of the FCS division. So ACTE represents all a career technical education. So there's 10 divisions, you know, there's health science, there's ag, there's engineering, and there's FCS. So there's different divisions based on your CTE area. Uh, it is focused primarily, well, all on career technical education. It's not about you being an extension educator. It's not about you being an FCS professional in business. It is strictly about CTE. So it advocates for CTE and FCS in secondary schools and community colleges on Capitol Hill. So it's it's our national organization that does a lot of work in Washington, D.C. to support us. Some of the people have heard about Perkins Money. ACTE does lots of advocacy regarding getting those federal funds for our programs. It has a journal that's called Techniques, which is a practitioner's journal in that it's not heavy-duty research. It's usually stories about uh, CTE teachers and and their classrooms and how they integrate particular things within their classrooms. Very readable. They do professional development at the state level and the national level. 
In fact, our national conference will be held as a hybrid virtually or face-to-face -face in New Orleans the first week of December. So I'm really excited about that. Registration is open. Under normal circumstances, a really large conference, but it's all about how to be a CTE teacher and everything that the FCS division, of course, is about how to be an FCS teacher, whether it's a culinary, early childhood, life literacy, FCS teacher, whatever is your thing, there'll be great professional development for that. Well, I, I really appreciate and value that. I, I love getting more professional development. I'm, I'm one of those PD junkies. Um, <laughs> and what something that I have found to be kind of a little bit more challenging in this COVID era, but also prior to COVID, uh, pre-COVID, is that my district uh, doesn't allow outside travel. So, so, so here's something to consider, you know, because some of us are in districts that are supportive and that kind of thing. And some of us may be in districts or even universities because we find this at the university level also less supportive. If this is something that you would really like to do, some districts can use Perkins money to be able to help pay for you to be to go to these events. Uh, some states actually, you know, encourage the state level, encourage you to attend the other thing that can be a benefit, which helped me early in my career, is I got involved as an officer at the state level. And so the state helped me attend the national level. So as a, the current vice president of the FCS division, I have a policy committee that, um, that helps do the work of the FCS division. And you know we su help support those people that need it. You know, some of us have money through university and some people don't. But what I encourage people to do is if you get involved, a lot of times there are funds to help support you and be able to attend those events. The other thing I wanted to bring up about the ACT FCS division that sometimes uh, people forget, besides awards, lots of awards we give out, which brings a spotlight to you as a teacher, but also to your school and your department, which is very helpful to promote FCS education at your school. We also have graduate uh, scholarships through FCS division. We have had people in the past leave lots of money to ACTE FCS division. So we have some really great uh, scholarships. If you're working on a master's or a doctorate in family consumer sciences education or something that, that relates. For instance, when I was getting my PhD, uh, it was in secondary education, not specific to FCS, but it was to be an FCS teacher educator. And I received $4,000 for my PhD program. And, you know, that was very, that was very helpful <laughs> to, to have those funds. Yeah, and any money is, is helpful. Pretty much, you know, we can give away three or four of those every year. So we hope people will be aware of that, that uh, we want to support people who are going into graduate school, either in a specific FCS ed program or, or something that's tangential that will either help you be a better middle school or high school teacher or a career center director for FCS or a teacher educator in FCS. Now, here's the thing about ACTE. This is where I think it sometimes gets confusing. We have three subgroups underneath the FCS division umbrella. And those subgroups are based on your workplace. So here's this alphabet C. Those are called unified associates. One is called NAPFACs. 
National Association of Teachers of Family and Consumer Sciences. This is a subgroup of ACTE, FCS division, that's, that's the middle school and high school teacher. They focus on the, the information and needs of the middle and high school teacher. Then another subgroup is called NAPFAC, National Association of Teacher Educators of Family and Consumer Scientists. Those are the people working at universities and preparing FCS teachers. I think the term teacher educator sometimes is confusing to people. Uh, I think sometimes people think, well, that's the same thing. A teacher and an educator is the same thing. But a teacher educator is someone at a university preparing people to be teachers. So we have a journal of family and consumer sciences education. We helped uh, develop the teacher education standards for family and consumer sciences teachers. So that group is mostly university people. And then another organization is called LEAD FCS Ed. That organization is for state administrators and FCCLA advisors, people at the state level working in departments of education that focus on curriculum for the state or state standards. And LEAD FCS Ed, they do their, their work you know, for the, a particular state, but then they all meet together. And I usually meet with those folks as well, but they led the work to get our new FCS standards for middle and high school. So there's three subgroups. You're all, all of them are part of the FCS division, but then the subgroups are, so, so where do you work as an FCS educator? And there's these subgroups and they all have meetings or they all have work that, that's going on and anyone can get involved. You just have to say you're interested in being involved. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's raising your hand to get involved. I think that's the the first step and also the scariest mm-hmm. because oftentimes <laughs> you raise your hand and you get involved and then there's nobody else to take your place in the future because sometimes affiliates and or- organizations have a hard, hard time keeping that that retainment of I know in my own affiliate um our treasury uh individual has been in her spot for quite a few years and she's ready to be done and we don't really have anybody to take her place and what and does that has, look like is this a, an affiliate affiliate with the american association of family and consumer sciences no, it, it is, is an affiliate of acte so this is one thing but because you and i talked about earlier i've moved i've moved a lot based on my um, spouse's employment and I was very fortunate every place I moved, their FCS was waiting for me, FCS support people. And every state's a little different as far as who's the, really the driving force of FCS PD in that state. And some states it's ACTE, and some states it's WFCS, and some states they play so well together, it's both of them. Mm-hmm. But it is true with all of our organizations that, that who is the leaders? The leaders are the people who've said, yes, I'm willing to do it. And it kind of reminds me of the Hamilton song in the room where it happened. I learned very early on that I thought people were making decisions, had so much more experience or knowledge, but sometimes it was just somebody saying, I'm willing to work on that. And anybody can do that. You know, if you're willing to be part of the conversation and have the meetings or invest yourself into that, you can be a leader as well. You can be in the room where it happens where major decisions are made. It's not like the door is closed necessarily. You just need to knock. 
and say, well, I want to do that too. Yes, there's that. But also, gosh, our organizations have that. It's And I'm not trying to be negative by any means. So please, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. But organizations do have that look of that clickiness. And that's a good, but also a bad thing. You know, yes, we want to be clicky because we want our, we want to come together as one, as a united group. Mm-hmm. But with that clickiness, it comes with, yeah, there's a lot of different personalities. There are, there are. And, and I would say like, like you just mentioned about your ACTE state affiliate, someone has devoted their, their life to position they may be more than willing to hand it off to someone else, but there's that fear of if I step down, will there be no one to take my spot? Well, I know ACTE in for Washington State is very highly respected and regarded, and it's a wonderful organization. It's for my Washington FCS group, not AAFCS. Well, there's Washington AAFCS, which I don't think, I want to say it's got a much smaller following and it's it's supported, but I don't feel like there could be more done is probably mm-hmm. the best stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas our affiliate, the Washington affiliate of FCS is very popular for us because for most of us, unfortunately, or fortunate, I, whichever way you want to look at it, our districts will only support one organization to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And which one is going to give the most support to your educators? And that's yeah. where, for me, that is through the Washington Affiliated of Family Consumer Sciences. Yeah, and that's under the umbrella of ACTE. Out of my own pocket, I'm a member of American Association of Family Consumer Sciences. Well, and I think everyone has to kind of make those decisions. And and I have also been a member of both those for many years. When I first started out in education in the 90s as a high school teacher in Oklahoma, and Oklahoma at the time, ACTE was the leading provider of PD in the state. And then I moved to Indiana in the 90s. And found out, oh, in Indiana, it's AAFCS is the one that it gives the most PD for FCS. So I encourage people to look around and see. And if you can do both, do it. Yeah. If you can't do both, then pick the one that seems to be serving the FCS profession best in your state. So that, that next group, the American Association of Family and Consumer Sciences, AAFCS, It serves not just teachers, but also extension educators and FCS in business. They work in various practice settings. They offer, in the state of Indiana currently, we have no state specialists for family consumer sciences. And if we did not have Indiana AFCS, there would be no PD for FCS. Okay, my question is, why do you not have a specialist for your state? There's probably, I think, 15 states with no seat FPS specialists, which is unfortunate, Mm -hmm. highly unfortunate. Various reasons why that happens. 
But if we don't have someone at the state level to drive policy or curriculum or professional development, then it is the role of the professional organization to fill that gap. And that's what in Indiana, WAFCS does. And uh, I'm the current president of the Indiana affiliate of AAFCS. So we highly are dependent on the American Association of Family and Consumer Sciences, as well as FCCLA, <laughs> which is another alphabet acronym. Yep. Family, Career, and Community Leaders of America, which is our Career Technical Student Organization, CTSO. So between FCCLA and AAFCS in the state of Indiana, that's where we get our professional development. But other states may be different. But, you know, that's a different. So we just talked about ACTEFCS division and AAFCS. Both are professional organizations that have the national organization and then the state or affiliate level organization. And then FCCLA is our career technical student organization that does provide PD for teachers, but it's a student leadership organization. It's its primary function is for middle school, high school kids. Its primary function is not to serve teachers per se, but it does serve teachers in providing all sorts of materials for co-curricular learning, project-based learning, community service, leadership, and career development through FCCLA. And uh, I'm on the, the board for FCCLA right now because in the FCS world, when you're on the board of directors for ACTE, you automatically are on the board of directors for FCCLA, which is, which is wonderful because I've learned so much more about FCCLA. I was an FCCLA advisor and I've always supported FCCLA, but I've learned even more about it being on the board of directors. But the thing about FCCLA that I don't think everybody really understands, it has materials, events, national programs for all the areas of family and consumer sciences. And it's the only CTSO that advocates on Capitol Hill for family and consumer sciences. It's the only one. It's the only one that goes to senators and congresspeople and talks about the importance of family and consumer sciences and FCCLA as the CTSO. But they that's part of what they do is advocate. So, family so they don't. So in all other areas of ACTE, like let's welding, let's talk about that, because I know yesterday, I believe, was the CTE National Day for welding, I, I believe. But the CTSO for welding, they don't go up to Capitol Hill and advocate for uh, internships. They don't advocate for... They do. That's Skills USA. Okay. But they're going to advocate for welding. Yeah, of course. They don't go to Capitol Hill. Skills USA wouldn't go to Capitol Hill and advocate for family consumer science. Mm -hmm. Only FCCLA does that. You know, FFA for agriculture education. They go to Capitol Hill and they advocate for agriculture education. So even though some uh, some of our states use, FCS uses more than one CTSO, mm -hmm. the only CTSO that is focused only on FCS and supportive of FCS is FCCLA. So I, 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 I highly I appreciate that partnership. That. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I see that partnership there. That's interesting. And I'm glad we're having this conversation because I, I think I knew this, but also, in a way, I didn't know this. It just I've never been a actual FCCLA advisor, 
I've just kind of been off in the wings. My colleague and department head, uh, Shanda Reilly, she is our FCCLA advisor. And I, I pop into her room as she's doing conducting, or she's not conducting the meetings. The students are conducting their student-led meetings and just kind of watching and observing how they do and what they're planning and creating their projects on. You may want to uh, visit with her a little bit about all of the materials that are co-curricular that are so well-developed, you know, so that you can tie whatever your content is to a national program, to a competitive event. It's, you know, the rubrics are great. And, you know, even if you had a classroom that, you know, half the kids or a third of the kids were actually FCCLA members, you as an FCCLA advisor can use those materials, those rubrics, those programs and say, you know, we're going to learn about this topic and we're going to use this uh, community service or this program to teach that topic. They all can do it, but perhaps at the end of the semester, those that were in FCCLA then can take it and compete Mm-hmm. with their project, can get recognition for having done that. And as a high school teacher, what I saw was that I would have the student that's a good student, but not the star athlete, not valedictorian, but she, one I'm thinking of in particular, you know, she took her star event and you, you know, she progressed up, she went to the state level and you would have thought with her, you know, lower socioeconomic background and from her family that she had won some Miss America. Yeah. That's that's really not a great example, but the the thrill that her family and and pride her family had in the fact that she got to go to state, which was a, you know, a big deal. We're going to the state capital. We're going to compete in these events. And she did well brought a lot of honor, not only to the student who was a good kid, but also to her family that she that she was able to do that. And I know we see here in Indiana, you know, there are kids that will go to Indianapolis through FCCLA and then maybe go to the, the national conference. They've not traveled before. They've not had this opportunity to, you know, stay in a nice hotel and to meet all these other really great dynamic kids, you know, it's, it's kind of eye-opening what is out there and what can be done. So I used to, I tell my current FCS teacher education students that FCCLA truly was the frosting on the cupcake of being a teacher. Because when you travel with kids and they're trying their best and they're really on their A game, it's just, it's a different relationship. It just, takes that student-teacher relationship to the next level. Yes. Well, I know I we have, gosh, we have a state representative at, in our FCCLA chapter at my school. And we also have a national. Uh, we have Brisa Hernandez, who was the secretary of FCCLA, the national uh, level. I believe, I believe she finished her term uh, this last year or no. I believe she's actually, this is her last, her last year as uh, within that position. Mm-hmm. And and since we did not get to meet face-to-face this last year, I don't know the state officers as well, but I have our state advisor, Allison McIntyre-Rieger, who's very involved nationally in several things, but her husband was an FCCLA as a high school student, I think because Allison was, so he was too, 
he's now a, you know accomplished engineer, but he talks about the SCPLA competitive events, particularly you know doing the public speaking, being a leader. That he still falls back on things he learned through SCCLA now as a as an engineer. Yeah, that he wouldn't have he wouldn't have had the opportunity or learned about if he had not taken some FCF classes and gotten involved in FCCLA. So I, I just want to take us back just a, a minute where talking about how you had a student of low economic background and being able to go to state and being able to travel and all of that. I, I have my own similar story where she is our stated, one of our state advisors for FCCLA, uh, Brianna Castro. And I had the pl- privilege of having her in my interior design class uh, pre-COVID uh, last year, I believe. And I, uh, in my interior design class, I put on a like tour of homes at the end of the trimester uh, where they're showcasing their 3D model of their home that they have created out of a cardboard box and everything. They created a generated uh, model 2D on of a floor plan. They wrote up, it's kind of following along the rubric, the star rubric of interior mm-hmm. design. It's it, it, very similar. And so Brianna, she invited her mom uh, into the classroom. and. Just the pride of Brianna showcasing her home and taking her mom around the classroom and seeing, you know, the mom doesn't speak English and you know, Brianna is you know, translating. And it was just being a mom myself, being so proud of her kid. And as and I was just equally as proud being her teacher and just seeing that. And Brianna is our state advisor and you know she puts out so much energy enthusiasm and pride for FCCLA it it really truly is something uh remarkable that we need to showcase more mm-hmm. and it's a great publicity for our programs and our departments because a lot of times the FCCLA ends up being kind of the the community face of the FCS department and I think, you know, we ought to take advantage of that. We ought to to use that to our advantage. Yes. Well, let's keep continuing diving into the various acronyms of of the alphabet soup of FCS. I've got a couple more. Yeah. (laughs) Another group is called FCSEA, Family and Consumer Sciences Education Association. Now, that group is... um, a little bit on hiatus right now uh, because they're having some transition with leadership. But some teachers may remember a while back, I think two years ago was the last one. Um, they used to put out these wonderful monographs on FCS teaching. Like one was how to teach math in FCS or uh, how to incorporate service learning in FCS. And it would be a, a paperback booklet about this big you would get one or two a year, and your membership is like $20, $25. It was much. And you would get these wonderful monographs that were specific to being a middle school or high school FCS teacher. So I just wanted to, to throw that out there because they may come back stronger than ever. But that was the group that really led the Say Yes to FCS campaign and, and, and is monitoring that. It was um, 
uh, Jan Bowers, who has since retired. So, so it's in some transition, but that's an organization that, that I just like people to know it's, it's still around. Well, I'm, I honestly have to say, thank you so much for pointing that out because I have never even heard of this. And I just now looked up on the internet, F-C-S-E-A, and yes, there it is, and popped up, and thank you, because I think the more that we showcase all of these different affiliates and organizations, the better off that we're all going to be, because it's all about resources and bettering each other's practice. Exactly, exactly. Well, I I bring up specifically F-C-S-E-A, even though right now they're kind of on hold, because we have something called the FCS Coalition. And sometimes people just say the coalition. And this is a national group that provides unified voice for member organizations on federal and state policy that influences family consumer sciences. And so there are two representatives from AAFCS. There's two representatives from ACTE, FCS Division. There's two representatives from FCCLA, so FCCLA advisors, and there's two representatives from FCSEA. And they usually meet at our national AAFCS meetings in the summer, and they also meet at the ACTE FCS meetings in December. And they were originally started in response to advocacy for the original Perkins funding. So they've always kind of been the thought leaders and the the uh, people who explained Perkins to me for the FCS teacher, this FCS coalition, they kind of kind of you know go up and down as far as how much work they have, depending on what's happening with the legislature. But they've always worked closely with ACTE policy person Elisa Hissop, who is the person who goes to Capitol Hill for FCS frequently and who has been the person to really be the go-to person on how should something be worded for the legislators or for policy or for the Perkins and Perkins funding. And the kind of nice thing is Alicia, who's part of the ACTE staff, is a former FCS teacher. So she gets us and uh, she helps all the CTE, but she has always been a, a good advisor to the FCS coalition because they have focused a lot. Perkins legislation. So if one wants to get involved in the FCC, FCS coalition, how are they, are they on hold or is that something that is still uh, practicing and uh, something that you could become yeah. a part of? Yes, you can. And you, you're a part of it as a representative from one of those other organizations. So you're either a representative from WFCS or FCCLA or ACT FCS division. So if you're if you're active in those organizations or at one of those organizations, and this sounds like something that you know you really want to delve into public policy a little more, then you need to contact the president of that organization and say, this is something I think I would like to do, and get your name out there to say, do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of, of once again raising your hand saying, I heard about the FCS coalition. You know, I've been an active member of ACTE FCS division here in my state. I've been an active member in my uh, affiliate of WFCS here in the state. Who do I need to contact to say, I would like to volunteer 
to be in that role. So they cha- I think they, they either serve two or three years and then it changes. So people are always looking for me as the, the ACTESCS division. You know, I, I assigned people to that, uh, to that role. And, and I think the people I have assigned right now are in it for a couple of more years. But I'm always looking for new people that are already actively engaged. So this would be something that you're already actively engaged at the state level. You don't necessarily have to have done national things, but to be engaged at the state level already, shown some leadership that then you want to do this national thing. Absolutely. Well, if you're wanting to get be more involved, sometimes you have to be bold in using your voice. <laughs> and- I have people contact me and I have a little file folder. They'll say, they'll, as uh, ACT FCS Division and VP, I send out a newsletter to all members mm-hmm. and I'll have people email me and say, you know, if you ever have a committee work, I would like to do that. And that's just so wonderful that people will send me these emails. So I have a file folder. So I know when it comes up, you know, we need somebody for this committee. I can look in the file folder and say, you know, this person from X state says that he or she is interested in, in uh, serving in this capacity. Yeah. So, and it may take, you know, how we all are with our emails. It might take you saying that more than once. I'm still here and I still want to get involved. The, the leadership, whoever the leader is, would appreciate that. The other opportunity and I did mention it before, I said there were 10 divisions based on content in ACTEFCS division. There's also five regions and the five regions, you know, geographically based, but they also have leadership opportunities also. So that may be something a person might say, well, I, I think I might look into, you know, I go to the regional meeting. Maybe I want to be involved at the regional level. So that's another opportunity. There's just so many opportunities that somebody's interested in doing it. Yes, there are so many opportunities. And I know um, we ha- here in Washington State at our um, at the state level, we do have uh, she is the program director for FCS and uh, Michelle Spencer. And she does an amazing job with putting out a newsletter and office hours. She does she holds virtual office hours and she does an amazing job keeping FCS educators informed with what's happening in our state. So you know, those program advisors, you guys are very highly valued in all that you do. So thank you for doing all the work that you do. <laughs> it's a lot of footwork. Well, there is. And, and I would say, you know, I was very involved at the state level early in my career as a teacher educator, the early 2000s. I was very involved at the state level. I went to the national uh, ACTE. And there, someone asked me if I would be on the FCS coalition. I had not thought about it. But sometimes, you know, we have to be in places where somebody thinks, oh, I wonder she would do that. And from then on, other opportunities came my way. So that concept of being around, asking, saying, sure, not being afraid that you might not know much about it. Well, you can find out. Somebody will help you. Absolutely. And that's something I have to say. Uh, the reason why I got on my state board is because I went to my summer's ACTE conference 
And I got to meet the FCS uh, educators. And from there, they invited me to join their board. And, and at that time, I was looking for something because one, I was new. And two, I didn't have any background because I was that FCS educator who was emergency certified. Mm-hmm. who had no background in FCS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was trying so hard to figure out what everything meant and wh- how do you do things. And I've never seen an F- another FCS classroom and what another FCS teacher does. How do they teach? And then now I'm in, I have a team and I'm seeing what their classroom management is like and the lessons that they're teaching. It's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm doing things right. I had no idea, but yay me. <laughs> yeah, there's so much support. There's support for people who have gone through traditional programs and there's support for those people that have been alternatively licensed. This is your team. And I'm not completely sure there's any other secondary content area that has such a team, professional people that want to help you be successful as family and consumer scientists. I absolutely agree with you because, well, joining the board and then, yeah, just joining the board. I, I, I've been cocooned by so many knowledgeable people who, who want to nothing but help raise me up to the, their standards, but, you know, to, to achieve these high standards. So that way that, that will continue the the longevity, the sustainability, uh, and the the viability. I think that's right. I think you've got the right word there. Yeah. <laughs> because we have to, as FCS professionals, you know, we're very much about having always been adapting to societal needs, mm-hmm. and that's hard to always be changing things. But if you're if you're going to be part of that dynamic profession of FCS, you kind of need to have some plugins to some groups to help sustain you. Barbara, I have one more group. Let's do it. Okay, one more group. It's the Alliance for FCS. Sometimes people say FCS Alliance. Now, this is a group that you just don't join. It's a it's a representative of all those groups I already listed. It's to unify diverse organizations that have a common purpose of wanting to support FCS. It was started by AAFCS back in 2006. And AAFCS is still the managing partner. But we've got 17 associations. So that includes, you know, I'm going to throw these these letters out there. Lead FCS, NAPFAX, NAPFAX, AAFCS, FCCLA, FCSCA, FCS Coalition. So 17 associations, two FCS honor societies, FCCLA, three nonprofits, four business partners, and the USDA that we're all, we meet every month and we talk about things that are going on in our different FCS, the part of our FCS world. And the hope is that we have these conversations and then that information will go back to our constituents. The Alliance for FCS is the group that developed the key branding and our FCS logo. I know sometimes people, I've heard some FCS teachers that I don't really didn't realize we have a logo. Yes, we have a logo. It's those blue and purple people. Mm-hmm. 
that I tell my students they need to have everything they have branded with the FCS people on it. But the Alliance was the one who came up for that logo. And so now, you know, AAFCS has it as part of their emblem, ACTEFCS division. We have the purple people. We used to be a red hat, but we now are the purple people, you know, to show ourselves being people-centered, you know, the human-centered sciences, uh, family yeah. consumer sciences. So I highly encourage people, you can go to the Alliance for Family and Consumer Sciences website, and there's branding messages, there's logos, so that if you're going to, you know, promote FCS at your school or at your place of work, that you've got all those, you know, high-res things that you can use so that the FCS logo looks the best it can. That was the group that, that did that, and we meet monthly. Right, our current topic right now is advanced CTE, which are the state administrators of, of career technical education have been talking about, let's revamp those career clusters. What might it look like? So the Alliance for FCS will be engaged in thinking about that. Yeah, and I know, uh, gosh, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, well, sponsors and promotions and ads about advanced CTE. It's been, it's a huge thing. It's all over Twitter right now. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it so much on LinkedIn yet, but I'm sure that's going to be probably the next floodgate. So So advanced CTE is the state administrators for career technical education's group. And as such, the uh, we've got two representatives that attend the meeting. We have a teacher educator that attends, a family and consumer science teacher educator. And we have a family and consumer sciences data administrator that attends those meetings so that they don't forget about it. That and that's, the and, CTE doesn't make plans without thinking about family and consumer sciences. There's that and you know, you want to be in the room where it happens. So exactly. making exactly. sure that you're at that table. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you don't sign if you don't raise your hand to be at those meetings, then who's gonna who's gonna be? Who's gonna represent represent us? So yeah, it's so important to, to be involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I, I guess I kind of fit a little bit because there is one more group. Oh. The International Federation of Home Economics US Division. The International Federation of Home Economics is an international group. And of course, everywhere but the U.S., profession is called home economics. But we have a group here in the U.S. So it's IFAG U.S. And they do all sorts of wonderful things about human rights, the, the big picture worldview work. So if, if a person is really into that, you know, an international things, sustainability, the the treatment of children and women internationally, IFHEUS may be a group you want to connect with. They were supposed to have the international conference this 2020 in Atlanta. And of course, with COVID, that had to be canceled, but they're going to do it in 2022 in Atlanta. And it's very exciting. I have not been to one of those conferences, but I'm told that is so inspiring to see people from all over the world who all of us have that same thing as of trying to improve individuals, families, and communities through our work meeting together. I'm going to be doing a presentation on a panel with someone from Japan talking about preparing teachers in Japan 
and I'll be talking about preparing teachers here in the U.S. So I'm really excited about having that opportunity. Yes, and you should be. And oh, well, I wanted to be at the the Atlanta convention. I so I was looking at that. I remember it was pre-COVID when I was looking at that when I found out about it, and I was like, oh, oh I want to go. I want to go. And like I said at the very beginning, I'm I'm one of those PD junkies. I, I just I I love it. I love learning more about our area, our history, and where the future of where we're going. So. I'm excited to see and hear that 2022, it will be back at Atlanta. And so I think it's the end of August, maybe that will occur. So I'm that that is a very exciting thing. So we have so many ways for people to make connections. You know, if you're in a high school or middle school, and you're the only FCS teacher. Sometimes you need you need your people and you can get your people through these various organizations and then also give back. You know. You've got great things. To, people have great things to talk about with their classrooms. You know, we have right now, there are ways for you to present at state conferences and national conferences. And sometimes people think, well, I don't have anything to present. But think about what you do really well. Another teacher may be doing something else really well. Well, the two of you get together at a conference and then you swap ideas. So now you're doing more things really well. It's, it's always kind of a revival, in a sense, when I come back from these things. I feel renewed and energized, and people get me at these conferences. You know, they, they understand. I don't have to explain FCS. I don't have to explain the history of home economics to them, but they know. Yeah. Well, so really I, I have to say, you know, what you said, you know, get your people, and and it was because of me going to our, my summer conference I met my my dear friend Kelsey, you know, she's from a neighboring district, but we we were both in a workshop together and talking and it happened to be on interior design. I had never taught interior design at that point and I knew I was going into that new school year going to be teaching it. And we were at the table and all of a sudden it became a topic at the conversation and she's like, oh, I've I've taught it for a couple of years now. Let me share my stuff mm-hmm. with you. And it was just, and she's such a dear, dear friend. And <laughs> and now because she, what she shared with me, I in tune can't gave it back to her because she is now she's my co-chair on my board <laughs> as public relations. Oh, so, wonderful. See, it, it it comes back, you know. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. When you put out information and resources and you want, and you have that eagerness to learn, it comes back to you in twofold. It really does. It does. It sure does. And and just like meeting you, Barbara, it's just like we put things out and they come back around. We meet new people who are passionate for family and consumer sciences as we are. And there's always something new to learn. Yes. I have to bring this up because you are now one of the uh, the mentors for American Association of Family Consumer Sciences that we have an, a leadership academy. And I happen to be a candidate in as a mentee in this academy. And you are one of the mentors. And how did you decide to get involved in that? I've gone to the, the fall leadership council meeting because I had been 
I was affiliate president in Kansas and I moved to Indiana and now I'm the affiliate president here. So I'd gone and I was on the, the national board of WFCS. So I'd gone to that fall meeting several years and the academy folks are very active in that fall meeting. And so watching them carrying wonderful things from the mentors and the mentees, when it came up this last year, somebody said, hey, you haven't been a mentor yet, have you? And I said, no. I said, I think you need to do it. So I'm I'm excited to get to learn new things with my whoever my mentee ends up being. And that person can inspire me and give me fresh ideas and then hope I can share a few things with him or her about what I've learned about FCS over the last few years. Well, and that's what, and that's what I love about it. We're, we're giving back and that's. Oh yes. The great projects that they, the Academy, the, the people in the Academy do wonderful projects. And it's from my perception is you have a good time also. Well, I, I have to say, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and, and I'm excited to see and, and get to know who my mentor will be. Yes. That should be coming up pretty soon. I think. I believe so. So I'm going to look forward to, but I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your, your schedule to chat with me and to share the alphabet soup of FCS organizations, because there's so many acronyms, (laughs) (laughs) but you have just gave me so many great foods for thought in all of these different organizations with, you know, Nate Facts, Nat Facts, Lead FCS, FCCLA, FCS EA, Alliance of FCS, <laughs> International Federation of Home Economics US. There's so many. And then, you know, your regions of ACTE and all of the 10 divisions that fall under that and the subgroup. There are a lot of opportunities out there for you to get involved you know, the, to, to serve. To, yes, to serve. To, to serve our profession. And while you're serving, get so much out of it, personally and professionally. So, yeah. And thanks for the great work you're doing, Barbara, with your podcast. I have a, a two-hour round trip to my job, and I frequently will be listening to one of your podcasts. So. Well, thank you so much for your support. I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay, you take care. Thank you for joining the conversation today. Each episode on the Connect FCS Ed podcast, we boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, and resources for teachers, students, and families everywhere. If you could do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. My mission is to get this out in front of as many people as possible to help educate and inform the community that home economics is alive and well. Thanks again for spending your time with me today and be sure to visit fcspodcast.com for past episodes and resources to help spread the word that family and consumer sciences is today's home economics.